Today's episode of Locked On Eagles is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them that Locked On sent you. You are Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Eagles fans? Welcome into another edition of the Lockdown Eagles podcast, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Eagles, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Louis DiBiase, Gino Camilleri joining you on this Wednesday edition of the show. It's episode two this week of five, downloaded into your phone when you subscribe to Lockdown Eagles on any podcast platform, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Radio.com, you name it. We are available on all platforms, posting five episodes a week. Yesterday, Gino put his GM cap on and did a mock draft on Tuesday morning. Go check that out. Could not do mock draft Monday. I've been kind of dealing with some uh, throat stuff the past couple days, so excuse my uh, kind of raspy voice for the show today, but Gino took up the GM responsibilities yesterday and made uh, some fun picks, Gino. I think you definitely switched it up, and uh, actually you moved down the board, so that's exciting. I won't say who you picked. You uh, you moved up and down a little bit. Yeah, I got an offensive weapon slash playmaker slash man beater slash zone beater. That's basically what I'm putting on him, all the accolades, because you're going to look at his position and say, why the heck would you do that? But watch the tape. That's all I got to say. Most people can probably sniff out who that is. (laughs) Yeah, no, I I hope you do, because I think it's a very, very good chance, especially if the board falls with two wide receivers off the board. And if you're not sold on anybody past Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence, hey, you might be looking to move back a few spots. Absolutely. So go check out that show from yesterday morning. And again, we've got another four more this week for you on today's edition of the podcast. We're going to continue to get into quarterback. Got a Carson Wentz update for you here in segment one, but I do want to still talk about the position, but kind of change the focus up because I think most of us assume that Carson Wentz is going to get traded at some point this off season. Who knows when that will be? Could be a matter of days, could be a matter of weeks. Who knows if it lasts another month plus, but I think we're going to assume that Carson won't be in Philadelphia in 2020. I think it's a safe bet right now. So now the conversation should be about Jalen Hurts or a rookie quarterback. And I think that's something we're going to really debate back and forth up until the uh, Eagles are on the clock in the 2021 NFL draft in a couple months here. But today I wanted to get into it and kind of kickstart this discussion, Gino, because there was a couple reports from Adam Schefter. I don't want to call them reports more so. Adam Schefter was discussing the Eagles maybe taking a quarterback in the first round, and then Les Bowen of the Philadelphia Inquirer also was getting into this on Twitter today. So we'll get into that in segments two and three. But quick, we got to get into some cards. And went stuff and I don't know, Gino, I'm getting, I mean, we've all been frustrated with the situation since the end of the season. We really just want this to be over with and kind of find a resolution here so we mm-hmm. know and we can have a focus on the rest of the offseason and we can start talking about the other things that this team needs to do to build a roster, including quarterback. Like, I want to talk about quarterback, but I want to have to do it without mentioning Wentz. I want to be able to say, okay, now, like, what we're going to do today, what do we do about Hurts versus a rookie? But with Wentz still being on the roster, this is something we continue to have to monitor. So, Here's kind of the situation right now, some updates. Many believe the Bears, who have been seen as the front runner based on the amount of ammo they're willing to give up for Carson Wentz, they're hesitant to trade for Wentz because they don't know if he wants to be anywhere other than Indianapolis. And then I saw another report today that the Colts might not be budging on their price that they're willing to give the Eagles for Wentz because they probably know that Carson Wentz only really wants to be a Colt. And so I saw actually Pro Football Focus today proposed a trade between the Eagles and Colts that would only get the Eagles a second round pick this year 
year and then a third round pick in 2022 from Indianapolis. We still know Howie Roseman doesn't really want to take less value. I think he's still digging his feet into the ground here based on the value he wants to get. I don't know, man. There's also the report that they might have to also pay out Wentz's next bonus to move him. It's just like, do you see all the hoops that they have to jump through just to get this guy moved? I, I can't believe, and I know it's it's not going to happen, but I still cannot believe that Jeffrey Lurie is going to see the, all of this. And he doesn't think, and again, it's not going to happen, but... He doesn't think that firing Howie Roseman and trading Jalen Hurts is the better plan and the better use of resources. I think it is. I know they're not going to do that, but it just feels like at this point they have to almost take whatever they can get if they don't do this. The the way I look at it is I'm not going to take anything just to take it at this point because let's unpack this from every major building block upon the way here is that if they pay that bonus, it's going to only increase his ability to be traded. For one, the team taking on his deal won't have to pay that out. And you and I as Sabres fans saw that the former MVP of the Stanley Cup playoffs in Ryan O'Reilly was traded prior to his bonus being paid out and they got a garbage return for him. And you see how sometimes you have to take on that financial burden to increase the value of your asset. Yeah. So in that, if you pay his bonus and teams still aren't budging – I'm not going to move him regardless because you wait until next year where you could stomach that dead cap and you could probably get a little bit more for him if he does do better this year. But all in all, but then what going, though you risk losing a guy at six this year, you don't give Hertz a real chance next year. I just, again, unless you do what I just suggested and move Howie and Hertz, I just right. think you almost, I don't want to take a four, but I feel like you have to almost take if there's like that proposed trade of a two and a three. If you're not willing to go all in on Carson mm-hmm. or the alternative, I just, I don't know, man. I feel like you almost have to move it. And that's the frustrating thing is like you're saying, yeah, you, it, it would help the trade value by, you know, taking on that bonus like it did for Ryan O'Reilly because that was mm-hmm. a garbage trade for Buffalo. But I, I'm just, again, do you like see like the frustration just with having to go through all these loopholes right. just to I know, move I a guy I that I don't even want to move? I agree, man. And, but if you do trade Jalen Hurts, I mean, that's that's always an option, too. But when it comes down to it, it looks like that he is inevitably going to be moved, talking yeah. about Carson Wentz. I look at it as saying, if he doesn't want to go to Chicago, but Chicago is going to give you more, you either, one, clearly don't want him in your conference, or two... You're willing to do what Carson wants, which makes no sense at all to me because if you're willing to play nice with Carson, then why can't you do something good for him in Philly? Like I don't, but I, I think don't the Bears don't want to. I don't think the Bears want to do a deal though on their end if Carson doesn't want to be there though. I think that's the problem as well here. Wentz yeah, is I, making this more difficult because I think he only wants to be a Colt. Both sides are making it difficult right now, and yeah. I, they're in a, a no-win situation in my Rightfully opinion. Rightfully so. I mean, I don't blame Carson for saying I'm going to go where I want to no. go at this point with the way things have transpired the past couple of years. I would do the same, but. Right. No, I don't I don't blame anybody in the whole thing. It's just a very rough situation to be in. And then where do we go from here now? Do you get a first round pick for him if you send him to Chicago? Probably we know the reports that Indy isn't budging off of those two twos, which at this point, I mean, if you don't want to send him to Chicago, I think two twos is 
fair value for Carson Wentz at this point in his career. It's fair value to know that you're going to have two more day two picks in these next two draft classes, which you're going to have to get younger, yada, yada. We know the salary cap situation. But if you do not believe he's the guy, there's no reason to keep him around and make this relationship even more tenuous, especially with Nick Sirianni having to prove himself in his first year. You don't want to have this distraction of this quarterback, quote unquote, competition if one or the other is here. Coming up next on Lockdown Eagles, we're going to get into Jalen Hurts or a rookie quarterback. Because like we're saying here, Carson Wentz is the first domino to fall. And I just feel like no matter what, that's a situation that has to be resolved first before we really know what the quarterback plan is. But we're going to assume for the sake of this show that he is moved at some point to the Colts, to Chicago, wherever it is. Then again, like Gino just mentioned, what is the plan? Do you take a guy at sixth overall to help build around Jalen Hurts, Jamar mm-hmm. Chase, Devonta Smith, Kyle Pitts? Do you take a quarterback at six or try to move up? We'll get into that coming up next right here on Lockdown Eagles. And guys, today's show is sponsored by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but you've got the NBA college basketball and the NHL in full swing, but online even covers awards, TV shows and reality TV, real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. But online has you covered for all the news scores and odds. It's the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up, head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. But online, your online sportsbook experts use the promo code locked on for a 50% off welcome bonus with your first deposit. All right, Eagles fans, welcome back into this Wednesday edition of the Locked on Eagles podcast. We're covering everything you need to know about the birds, but what about the rest of sports? Now the Locked on Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked on Today. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski of Locked on Packers, and it's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked on Today. Wherever you get podcasts, it is available on all platforms, Louis DiBiase, Gino Camilleri, continuing to get into the quarterback position. Segment one, a quick update on Carson Wentz and the frustrating situation that is still transpiring in Philly between number 11 and this organization. But Gino, again, for the sake of this show, and I think we're going to, I mean, it's safe to assume that Wentz will not be here in 2021. I mean, my plan, and I think yours as well, of fixing Wentz just isn't going to happen. Even if he did come back, it's in the scenario where it's that toxic quarterback competition of the summer between Mm -hmm. him and Hurts. So ideally, as much as I want Wentz back here, and I know I think he's going to bounce back in 2021, I just don't think that's a good idea for anybody, for Hurts, for Carson, for this team. So let's assume that Wentz is not here next year. We teased it at the end of segment one. Is it Jalen Hurts or a rookie quarterback that you commit to in 2021? I mean, we're talking now about that next move. Do you build around Hurts or do you draft somebody in round one? Mm -hmm. Today, Adam Schefter was on... A radio spot, and he was talking about this situation. He thinks that even when Wentz gets moved, the Eagles are going to evaluate quarterback in both free agency and trades and also the draft. And then you had the Philadelphia Inquirer, Eagles beat reporter Les Bowen talk about the same thing today. And he said that he talked to a source from a NFL front office that thinks the Eagles will take a quarterback in the first round. So, Gino, it's a it's something that, look, I think a lot of people have kind of convinced themselves that Jalen Hurts is the guy because they want it to almost, I don't think many people truly believe, and I don't want to speak for a lot of um, individuals, mm-hmm. but I feel like a lot of people want to believe that Jalen Hurts is the guy so they can feel justified in what that pick did. But I just, I don't know. I think it more has to do with letting pride and ego get in the way. You're trying to justify that pick instead of making the right decision. 
I think the real thing that happened is you picked a guy to be a top tier backup. You ignore the other consequences of what that could have. That doesn't mean to me, though, you force a square peg into a round hole by trying to have him be the franchise guy. Because to me, that wasn't your plan in the first place. And I feel like a lot of people now are trying to convince themselves that was the plan or the plan B. And I just don't think that ever was the plan. And I don't think it should be now. Yeah, exactly. Like, don't take a car that's like a Kia and put a Maserati symbol on it and try and sell me that. Like that's exactly the situation that they're in. They wanted Hertz to be that number two that they could rely on. And like I said, if you believe your quarterback is the guy, you take him in the first round. Yep. You only take a quarterback past the sec past the first round if you believe he's a high end backup or is a high developmental prospect. And I believe that Jalen Hurts was the high end backup that they wanted. But right now to try and say that he is your guy moving forward and to believe that he is the guy and he presents more upside than any of the top four guys in this class, to me, would be crazy. Because I would say he's the fifth quarterback taken in this year's class if he was there. I would say that Mac Jones probably would be taken out. Oh, so maybe even sixth? That's what I'm saying, yeah. man. This wasn't a first-round pick that you selected to be a franchise quarterback. and, and not Remind to me of the Drew Locke pick almost. Like, right. Yeah, we'll give him a shot. Right, like, exactly. There's some upside there, but it's not – I don't know, Gino. I don't want to fit him in a category, and I don't want to say you can't find a quarterback after round one. But let's just like look around the league at teams that have their franchise quarterback, right? And let's see how many we can find that came from outside of the first round. Russell Wilson and Dak Prescott? Definitely. It's few and far between. And at this point, you have to just take swings at the quarterback position because we've seen what putting your team in a bad situation with these long contracts can do. Jared Goff mm-hmm. gets moved. Carson Wentz is possibly going to get moved. You have to continue to take swings, and we know, I, I continue to say that it's these three-year windows, that's really what it is. A lot of these quarterbacks that are winning outside of Tom Brady are doing it on rookie deals. I mean, look at the teams in the past few seasons that have made it far in the playoffs. I mean, outside of Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, it's guys like Pat Mahomes, you have Lamar Jackson, you have Josh Allen. It's a young man's game, especially at that position, Lou, and a lot of these guys are taken because not what they did in college, but look at Josh Allen because of his traits, and that's what I'm doing looking at Trey Lance right now playing an FCS competition. I think he has all the traits in the world to be a good quarterback in this league, and I don't care what jersey he's wearing. I, I would take Trey Lance at six if he's there, or Justin Fields if he falls to you. And I believe Zach Wilson will be the second quarterback taken. But either of those two guys, much like that class that had Baker and Darnold and Rosen and Josh Allen, they have the traits what NFL teams are looking for at the next level. And like I, like you and I keep saying, we don't believe we'll be up at six many more times in the next couple of years. No, they, so why they've not? only been twice in the last like 20 years, Gino. And yeah, the exactly. one time in 2016, they had to leapfrog up the board twice. And look how hard that was even to get from 13 to 2. Look at all the obstacles. You had to get lucky that Miami wanted to take on Kiko and Byron Maxwell, right? To get to 8. And then from 8, you had to be willing to find a t- you had to find a team willing to move down from 2. There's not many opportunities where you're at 6 or higher to get a guy, and it's easier if you have, even say you have to move up from six, it's way easier to do that now than it was in a 2016 class where you had to move up multiple times. So I don't want to blow this chance to try to find out if Jalen Hurts could be that guy. Could he be? Absolutely. Did he show some positives last year? Yes. 
I don't believe, though, he showed enough. I don't think he has enough physical abilities that I like. I don't think he has enough upside for me to risk an entire year. Pass on a quarterback in this class. There's four really good ones that I like. Pass on the position that you have. And then again, like you said, risk being a bit just too good to be up mm-hmm. there again. Like I don't, I'm very nervous to build around Jalen Hurts to where you can't stop winning six to nine games a year. And then you're never going to get that next quarterback. I don't want to build to be good. I want to build to be great. And I just, I don't think Hertz has enough that I'm willing to give him an entire year. And I would, if we were picking 20th, like if they Mm. or you know, if they won the East last year, I'd be willing to do that. But this is a unique situation where you have the opportunity to get a new guy and you really probably don't deserve that considering how badly you've messed up this position the past couple of years, but you've got to jump on it when you have the opportunity. And that's the thing. And take Jalen Hurts as off the field and how great he is as a leader and push that to the side. Right. I think what you said in your last statement was key. You don't believe he has the upside that a lot of these guys do. And I think Jalen is at his ceiling of what he could be. And we have seen his ceiling and he has a high floor to be a very good guy that you sure. can win with in this league. But we know you have to have players you can win because of. And I think Trey Lance or Justin Fields or Zach Wilson all have a higher upside than Jalen Hurts does. And I would be comfortable at least taking a chance on them rather than just sitting on your hands with Justin or Jalen. Excuse me, I'm thinking of Justin Fields. Yeah. But with Jalen, and then you would have to wait an entire another year to make a reactive pick when you could have been proactive in this year. And if you're going to throw away the Carson Wentz experiment, let's completely start over then. Because you don't need to just do this Kevin Cobb style thing where a second round quarterback is just the heir just because you moved out your former first round quarterback. Yeah. You know? And because you have to justify, you have to feel better about that pick. And, exactly. and knowing what it did to your other quarterback, you've got to try to give him a chance like to make it almost seem like that was the plan all along. Don't mm-hmm. that, That's the thing. Remove the ego and please don't try to justify that. That mistake is a mistake no matter what. To me, that pick will always be seen as one of the biggest mistakes, I think, in Eagles history. And again, this has nothing to do with Hurts, the person, or the player. Mm-hmm. He could be a great player. It's, again, what his pick represented. It's the effect that it had on this team when he came in. And again, it had nothing to do with him being a distraction. It's just, it's this is something caused more because of Howie Roseman, not Jalen Hurts. And now, yeah, you have to think through clearly with without tunnel vision here and realize the position you're in and realize the prospects too. This isn't a weak quarterback class. This isn't 2013 where it's Geno Smith and EJ Manuel. And you're like, <laughs> yeah, okay, right. yeah, we're going to go with Jalen hurts. And it's not even one where there's only like two guys like, uh, you know, in, in 2016, outside of Goff and Wentz, most people didn't think anybody else was worth a top mm-hmm. 10 pick. The Eagles probably would have passed on Paxton Lynch at eight or 13 this year. Yeah. Again, I I mean, Gino, I think you agree. I'm comfortable with – they're not going to get Trevor Lawrence, but I'm comfortable with all three of the other ones, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, mm-hmm. Trey Lance. I think all three would be better moves than Jalen Hurts in 2021. I think you're looking at this class a lot like you looked at the Josh Allen, Baker, I Mayfield, did. Sam yeah, Darnold class, you know, because Mac Jones is almost like the Lamar Jackson of the class. Like there will probably be a team that trades back into the first to get them to get that fifth year option just to have their quarterback and sure. there'll probably be a team like New England. And then you'll have the first four guys go in the top 10. And I believe that I would take any of the three outside of Trevor Lawrence because we know he isn't going to be there. Talk today from both big-name people, Eric Gelko and Matt Miller, that Zach Wilson is getting competition 
of overtaking Lawrence as QB1 in some camps, which mm-hmm. I'm always on the train that guys like Trevor Lawrence and Tua Tungavailoa that have unbelievable talent around them get their game boosted up a lot. So I, I that's a tough a double-edged sword you got to walk with quarterbacks too, and it's like that's why I'm comfortable with Zach Wilson or – uh, Trey Lance because both of those guys didn't play with top level competition and they elevated their team so much and why not take a chance on a guy like that some of the throws that Trey Lance and Wilson make I mean they could outthrow Carson oh like, man the arm talent Lance has a great yeah. arm but Wilson's arm is next level good and so is Trey Lance man he makes some some throws with even bad footwork at times that it's like man this is like Mahomes ask that uh, that arm talent. You know, I'm not saying he's Pat Mahomes, yeah. but that arm talent is up there with some of the best in the league. Yeah, no offense to Jalen Hurts, but he can't make the throws that all four of those no. prospects can, especially off platform. You see some of the mm-hmm. throws those guys are making sixty yards down the field with a flick of a wrist. You can't pass on that talent. And again, that doesn't mean Jalen Hurts doesn't have other positives. He's an incredibly good mobile quarterback. He has good accuracy and touch. I like his mechanics. I don't mind them at all. I think they're very fluid. They're quick, and he's got all the the off the field intangibles to the confidence, the leadership, but you can find that it's kind of like, Gino, when we talked through draft prospects, when we start talking about defensive ends and we got into the whole chase mm-hmm. Winovich thing a couple years ago, yeah. when the first trait you have to tell me is about him. Like the first strength is motor. That's raising red flags to me because for number one, everyone I would hope has at least a certain kind of motor. And number mm-hmm. two, that, I mean, if he had all this crazy physical upside, that wouldn't be the first thing you tell me. So while I love those traits and hurts, that's not enough for me to be convinced that he's a franchise quarterback. I think mm-hmm. those other guys can have all those intangibles as well, but they also have the physical talents, the arm, the throws that you need them to be able to make in 2021. And I just, I don't know if Hertz is that guy. I, he could be, but I, I feel like I've seen enough tape to kind of know who he is as a passer. Yeah, I mean, five years in college in two different schemes, right. and then he's in the NFL. Like, you've seen a lot of tape on him. And there's a reason he's in multiple quarterback competitions, Gino, and that he hasn't been the unquestioned guy ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Trey Lance went an entire season without throwing an interception. 42, like, and, just, he threw for, and it's not like he threw for 15 <laughs> touchdowns. He threw for 42. 42 touchdowns with zero and no picks. And people are just saying that he has a Bison jersey on. That His DVOA like, would just be the infinity symbol. Literally. He was the <laughs> most efficient passer that year. And, yeah. and that's why I look at those guys, and I, I have to eat a little bit of crow on the whole Josh Allen thing, saying that you can just win with traits and outside of production in college. And Lance didn't play this. He played one game, man. His ceiling is limitless. If you bring him into a system where he's going to have a great quarterback's coach, they're going to build an offense around him. He's an unbelievable athlete. That describes both Wilson and Trey Lance and even Justin Fields. Man, the excitement level to take one of those guys versus keeping Jalen Hurts there was like when we were talking about defensive ends, and I'm glad you brought this up. A couple years ago in the Brian Burns, Josh Allen, Cleland Farrell draft, in that Cleland Farrell almost was like Jalen Hurts to an extent. Like you knew what he was, you knew his ceiling. But Burns and Josh Allen had these unbelievable traits, and you see now how upside and traits can take you a lot farther than those guys who just have that that high floor, low ceiling type of player like Cleland Farrell versus Brian Burns and Josh Allen. And that's what I and you and a lot of people feel would be the entire understanding of the QB position if you went with Jalen Hurts over one of these guys with better upside in 
a lot of people's opinion. And there was a reason that Jalen was taken in the second round last year. Yeah, I guess it comes down to, once again, your philosophy on roster building and upside versus floor. And me and you, the last couple of years, were more about being aggressive. I think Philadelphia, mm-hmm. the Eagles have just kind of built that in us. Like um, the wide receiver team, position, dude. Yeah, exactly. We wanted to go for broke, and that's why, yeah, we were wrong about it because Justin Jefferson seemed like the safe play, and he was the star. But, again, I'm, I'm willing to take those shots on the upside guy more than the safe player. And at quarterback especially, if you don't have that guy, you have nothing to me. So I'm going to keep trying to find that person. And until I know I have him, I'm going to keep taking quarterbacks. I'm just not going to do it when I have a Carson Wentz that I think is that guy. And that's the problem is that's what Philadelphia did in 2020. Louis DiBiase, Gino Camilleri joining you on this Wednesday edition of Lockdown Eagles. We'll wrap up this discussion coming up next. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Before we come back, we want to talk to you guys a second about Built Bar. Yes, the sir. improved Built Bar is even delicious. Er, er, I like to add that second er because it's <laughs> so good. 18 amazing flavors, six new ones, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry, barcia, barcia lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, apple almond crisp, the 12 original flavors, Lou. I was saying on the last show, I like yep. to take the mint brownie and the salted caramel, cut them in half. Ooh. combine one half of each side and then eat them over two days period you get a little change up get a little different like flavors in there yes, sir. Yeah, it's, I, I hope people take that idea the bars are covered in 100 percent chocolate it's good to put on top of ice cream too you you melt it a little bit you got a nice little fresh snack in there healthy the food only... scientist over here <laughs> oh yeah i'm just getting it all mixed up i you could tell i worked in a restaurant for 13 yep, yeah, years you can Built Bar is great for the healthy, conscious individual out there. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber. Great for those keto people out there that are trying to keep the carbs off with 5 grams of net carbs. You guys know how great they are. Built Bar has a free cooler promo going on. I can't believe that you get a free cooler just by buying a box of delicious Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKDOWN and you'll get 20% off your next order with a free cooler as well added. Use promo code LOCKDOWN for 20% off BuiltBar.com today. All right, everybody, welcome back into Lockdown Eagles. Louis DiBiase, Gino Camilleri getting into what happens at quarterback when eventually, inevitably, Carson Wentz is finally traded to the Indianapolis Colts, the Chicago Bears, wherever he goes. Gino, I think another part of this discussion, people don't want, a part of why I think some don't want the quarterback at pick six is because they don't want the 2020 circus all over again. They don't want the quarterback chaos where it's Jalen Hurts versus a rookie. Who is going to be the guy? And I agree with that. To me, when I say they need to pick a quarterback and commit to that guy, that is has the implication in it. Like it's implied that I'm also talking about moving Jalen hurts potentially for a draft pick. I think it's huge that you have the guy at quarterback, right? Where the minute the off season starts, the team knows who that leader is from the jump. I think that's crucial. I hate going into July and August with a battle and the team doesn't know who it is. So when I'm talking about drafting a quarterback at six, I'm talking about making him the guy, the starter, and seeing if I can get a draft pick for Jalen Hurts. I'm with everybody that doesn't want that chaos again, but that chaos isn't going to stop me from taking my franchise quarterback in the first round. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's a very good way to go about it and just completely reset the room. If you walk away with getting three picks between Carson and Jalen, I think you're putting yourself in a better position ultimately to set your new quarterback up with a lot of weapons in day two and day three. Because if you walk away with, say, 
two twos and a three over the next two years, that's going to be great to help out your quarterback. And I think the way that you should go about this is if you do take a guy at six is to go with the Miami method last year. Bring in a guy like Fitzpatrick, even Tyrod Taylor, for example, or a guy who's been in the division and Colt McCoy, somebody that could help out your young QB. That isn't going to be a threat to your starting quarterback right. like Nick Foles and Jalen Hurts have been in the last couple of years. Yep. Give him guidance and let him be the guy. You, you don't need to create discohesion at the one position where you need to have the most mental fortitude and the most mental toughness to lead 10 other guys on offense and lead the entire locker room. You need to have a guy commit to him, have the young team grow with him, and just not have any sides in any debate. Are you a Carson guy? Are you a Jalen guy? Are you a Foles guy? Whatever side you're on, it needs to be, no, I'm a Zach Wilson guy. I'm a Justin Fields guy. Not just a Justin Fields guy or a Zach Wilson guy or a Trey Lance guy. It's a Trey Lance team. Your young quarterback runs that team. You have to give the wheels to them. You have to give the reins to them. You have to do with what Pat Mahomes is doing and Josh Allen and these guys. They are the unquestioned starter. There's no controversy behind them in Matt Barkley and I can't even remember who uh who's the backup for Kansas City that came in. Uh, uh Chad Henney. Chad Henney, yeah. Like there's no worry that either of those guys are going to take yeah, that exactly. quarterback position. Yeah. But they give them guidance and they give them structure and show them how to be that guy in that building and they're respected around the NFL. Do that mold. I think that has worked many times. And Having any sort of competition next year, I don't think is wise. I love competition, but at the quarterback position, if you don't it's have different, yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if you have two quarterbacks, you don't have any. That, that's the old adage, and we know how that has reigned true several times in this league. One hundred percent, man. We'll continue to get into this. I mean, it's going to be all off season up until the draft that we're talking about the most important position, not only this in straight, football. Get but this in over sports. with. Put us out of our. Memory, I know, please. please. I, I just I want to focus on. You know, again, it's still quarterback, but what they do next, I mean, it was a fun discussion today. Hope you guys enjoyed it, and hit us up on Twitter what you think between Jalen Hurts, a rookie, still maybe, you know, Carson Wentz is still in the team. Is there something there to be done? Hit us up at LockedOnBirds, at GC24 underscore football, at DBOSSELOE. We'll be back on the show tomorrow. We have uh, three more podcasts this week, so subscribe on any podcast platform, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SpotifyRadio.com, you name it, we are available on all platforms, we'll be back tomorrow for episode three. For Gino Camilleri, I'm Lou DiBiase signing off. This has been Locked On Eagles, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, thank you for downloading, thank you for listening, and let's go Birds. Fly, Eagles, fly.